Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here's your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Palm, our VP of Operations here at the Circa Resort and Casino, and Mike Pritchard, our recent NFL analyst, played nearly a decade in the National Football League, former first-round pick to the Atlanta Falcons, and a national champion with the Colorado Buffaloes. We had a fun first hour. Thank you to Jonah Javad, who joined us in the last segment, sports anchor at WFAA in Dallas, talking all things Packers-Cowboys, the future for Mike McCarthy, all of those things that are uh, bubbling under the surface for America's team ahead of Sunday's wild card game against Green Bay. We do have a fun second hour on deck for you guys as well. 15 minutes from now, Aaron Ladd, sports anchor at KSHB in Kansas City, will join us to discuss this Dolphins-Chiefs game that the NFL says, hey, we're not moving it. It's at Arrowhead Stadium. It's going to be four below, but we'll be there Saturday night on Peacock Come for that on. game. You're, there. you're soft if you move this game. Hey, man, I'm just saying. Seriously. Just, you want to go sit out there for four hours? But it's <laughs> Would if you buy would, a ticket for that game? If, if they declare, yeah, I, would. I, would. <laughs> I would not. No. The they experience on TV is better, but yeah. I would buy a ticket though. You grew up in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. so could warm weather. <laughs> right. How much of it was an adjustment playing in in November in Boulder? Uh, Sure, it was cold. Yeah. Um, you, you just suck it up, though. I yeah. mean, every mm. year in mm. Buffalo, when I was in Atlanta, we played in Buffalo at night uh, in December. Oof. You know. Um, Played in Kansas City, uh, you know, certainly um, we had a cold, we had a rain game in, in Washington in the playoffs. Uh, but no, it's football weather. I mean, how many guys are going to go out there with no shirts underneath their pads, right? There'll be a few. Were you still at Fulton County Stadium when you were there with Atlanta? My with, first year. Yeah, your yeah. first year. Only. First year there. Yeah. yeah. And then we got to the Georgia Dome. <laughs> then then yep. went cozy in the Georgia Dome. <laughs> then we got cozy yeah. in the Georgia Dome. But no, I, I think <laughs> for, for 60 minutes, a three-hour game, I mean, seriously, you just, you just got it's mind over matter. Uh, and if you're a mentally tough football team, it's not going to matter. Uh, so I give the edge. Obviously, the edge is going to go to Kansas City. Uh, in that regard, uh, versus Miami, people and, and and Arrowhead is about the best home field there is. Yeah, I mean, too, outside yeah. of the weather, right? Right. <laughs> Those fans yeah. will buy their tickets mm-hmm. and they will be there for God this bless game. them. So, yeah. God bless them, man. Yeah. I, you cannot pay me to go out there in that weather. Uh, <laughs> over under six and a half players will be shirtless pregame <laughs> between the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Pregame, pregame, shirtless like and warmups. Are, are we going to get that visual from the TV cameras? I, oh, if, if they're out there, they'll show us. Okay. You know. I don't know. <laughs> It'll be night already because the game kicks at seven fifteen, right? So, yeah. two hours before the game's dark, two th- almost three yeah. hours before. The I game think is was it Boise State started that stuff? Mm-hmm. Or, or People were doing. I, I always remember it was the the Giants were shirtless yeah. when they lost to the Packers in twenty sixteen, the mm-hmm. wild card round. It was frigid, and those guys went out like the receivers, were like oh we're not cold, and then <laughs> oh. started dropping passes. But see, that's the whole. <laughs> that was after the boat. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was us. Right, was that season? Yeah, that's the boat to Miami. Right, that's the whole mental toughness thing that you're trying to overcome right if you if you need to go out there shirtless and and say okay i'm not cold then you're thinking about it you're already beat you're already thinking about it yeah like it's you you know it's cold um go out there and play the game 
Yeah. Well, it's going to be cold. It's going to be cold there. It's going to also be lake effect weather in Buffalo mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon. The league has come out and said that Wind. things are still on deck for mm-hmm. Sunday in Buffalo. So the wind's going to be whipping. There might be some snow. There's expected to be snow in Kansas City as well. So we're getting more and more elements to these games here. The total in that Pills game is down to 34, which is pretty remarkable. Uh, but we'll put that off to the side. I do want to ask you guys about this Cowboys-Packers game. Because yeah. as we're heading to break in the last hour, I asked you, are the Cowboys going to have no problem with Green Bay? Because that's what Jonah Javad said, who covers the team for WFAA in Dallas. He said that there should be no issues for the Cowboys on Sunday. Is that how you guys see this game? Uh, I disagree. I, I think there's always issues when you play another NFL team. Mm-hmm. I, and I thought seven and a half was too far. I yeah. think this, mm-hmm. you, you can't go to six and a half because then you get middled on seven. So this number has to stay at seven or go back to seven and a half. I really think there's so much pressure on Dallas McCarthy. I mean, the expectations are through the roof, Dak. The kick, the kicker, he still hasn't missed a field goal all year, right, Aubrey? Yeah. It's, I mean, uh, he got one blocked, and then he didn't block. miss one week 18. Oh, he did miss one. He did okay. miss one, yeah. Um, but there's just there's so much pressure. You know that six since week nine, Love's been the second highest rated passer in the NFL. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Really good. And, you know, they beat the Bears by eight. They looked like they beat them by 24 if you watched that game. They just, they're clicking, right? They're clicking right now. I think this is a, a tougher game than you think for the Cowboys if, if you're a split opinion here, I almost say wait. If Dallas gets out to the lead, either bet Dallas or pass. But if they get behind here and you get into the second quarter, things start getting tight. They were pretty tight in that Lion game as that game, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm, I'm not a Lafleur guy, but McCarthy's late game decisions are head scratching too. He doesn't like to run the clock. I mean, he threw the ball all three times in that Lions game when it right after the after the the bogus yeah. tripping penalty. It it it's. I, I've been through this and watched this too many times, right? Mm. Where they stumble in this round. And we remember the last time the Packers were there, the, the Mason Crosby field goal, right? You know that very well. Yep. When they were the one seed Dallas. Yeah. I, I think this is a tricky game. I took the points here. Yeah, I mean. You teased it. Yeah, good so, teaser leg, I think, for, yeah. for, for me anyway. I, yeah. Christian Watson, keep an eye on him mm-hmm. because I think 11 personnel gives the Cowboys issues. That's why I asked the question to Jonah about their defense. Uh, and you, you have a dynamic running back and three wide receivers. Uh, that, from a, from a finesse style defense, a speed defense, that kind of thing, that can give them some issues a little bit. Uh, with a quarterback that's seeing the field very, very well and throwing it confidently, too. So uh, Dallas... I don't see a lot of resistance from Green Bay's defense. I mean, the way that Dallas has been executing uh, this offense and, and Dak, he's been a he's a double digit winner in regular season. I mean, there's going to be pressure. We know that they're at home here in this playoff game. And, and I, I really feed into that, uh, certainly from a teaser standpoint. And uh, I like the Cowboys. Uh, I think the Cowboys. The Green Bay Packers, the youth and all that, they're taking strides forward. I've talked about that before from a youth standpoint. Uh, but they are mistake prone, right? Jordan Love is mistake prone. And I wonder if that shows up in this game. I know you're not a totals player. Yeah. But if you think Dallas offense rolls, do you look at 50 and a half as an over? Sure, sure. I mean. Um, I do. That's why yeah, this absolutely. game goes over. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean. There's no holding back. It's about matchups, too. Playoffs are all about matchups, no different than the NBA, whatever. But um, scheme, you kind of throw it out the window. Like, can you get open? Can you um, execute at a high level when they know what you're doing, right? That's why I'm I'm keeping an eye on Christian Watson to see if he's going to be available for this game. The point that you bring up, Pritch, about this Green Bay defense, I think is one that I, if I was backing the Packers, I would be a little concerned about. I think the total is what I would play if I had to play anything in this game here. But since they played Kansas City on December 3rd, here are the teams that the Packers have played. The Giants with DeVito and the Buccaneers with Mayfield. They lost both of those (laughs) games. They played Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers, who they gave up 30 points to. They played the Minnesota Vikings and Jaron Hall slash Nick Mullins. And then they played Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. Like Dak Prescott is a much different animal of what they're going to see compared to what they've seen in the last five weeks. Yeah. So and Alexander turned his ankle. Freak deal is what uh, my, right. Matt LaFleur said. Sure, sure. So that's I not good. I think he good. started stepping on that reporter. <laughs> is that what happened? <laughs> outside when she said the fans the fans are confident. He said the pack are back. He is, he is such a goof. This Man. guy is such yeah. a yeah, One a of a bit. kind. If, yeah. Even if he can't play, at least he'll be at midfield for the coin <laughs> toss. I mean. <laughs> I think he might have some cousins <laughs> from Dallas, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to represent for the family everywhere. Family, how devastating will this be for you emotionally if they lose this game? Mm. Emotionally, I've been 
mean, it, my heart's been ripped out so many times by this team. They can't hurt me. So you don't have high hopes for this team? Uh, I think they'll win this game. I'm not saying, I, you think I they'll be in the NFC Championship game in San Francisco? I, I think they'll be yeah. there. I think they'll be yeah. there. Like, emotionally, and then, I, I don't the, think And then there's me. no pressure on them once they get there. They're expected to get blown out in that game. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just saying, it is. because yeah, they lost the last time, right. yeah. it's a little different situation. It is. But then, once again, though, on the road, on grass, it's like, how do they hold up on that? I don't know. It's They played them close on the road last year. The disappointment was losing at home two years ago. That's the one that's still... That was really... Disgust. <laughs> yeah, that one still disgusts me. And the way that game ended with the QB draw, we don't need to rehash all that because now I'm going to get angry. Uh, <laughs> but let's talk about the Steelers and the Bills. Though we mentioned the weather and everything that's going on there, we have seen line movement. Though all the tens are gone, and even some nine and a halfs are gone. I'm seeing as low as nine. Buffalo, the favorite. The total, like I mentioned a little bit earlier in this segment, down to 34. The weather keeps getting worse when you look at the forecast. Are the Steelers going to be able to kind of hoodwink their way to a victory due to the conditions? What's Josh Allen's rushing total yards? 700 I, and something, I think. No, I'm talking in this For game. The prop, oh, prop. in this game? I like it over. You like yeah. over? Because I, Buffalo can't just line up and run the ball no. here, right? right. Their, their yards on the ground are going to come from him moving out of the pocket and getting out of the pocket. Um, I think this is too many points, honestly. And I know there's a lot of reasons to say the Steelers were struggled. They lost to two, two and 10 teams at home. And look, you have to give them credit. Baltimore wasn't laying down last week. Nope. That game was tied. They hit that slant for 75 mm-hmm. yards. I thought they were very creative in their running game against the Ravens. I think they'll be creative. I don't think the Bills defense can push anybody around. Obviously, Watt and, and what they can do to, to make pressure create pressure uh you know and pritch knows he's always looking for that big choke gene out of josh did Allen. you see it early in the game yeah, yeah. okay yeah early so, in the game right it's like there was a fence against that right. red zone for yeah. him um, um so i, I, I don't know i think tama makes this game very interesting and you yeah. taste it right you didn't want to lay off right, the points right, you, you right. wanted to win right absolutely i mean i think um Style makes fights. We all know that. And so if you're a Steelers, you love this kind of game. Yep. You want to be physical. You want to yeah. run the football. You got Mason Rudolph. He's not making a ton of mistakes. Can he make one or two passes in this game to help us win the game? Perhaps, right? That's what you're asking this quarterback to do. And then if you're Josh Allen, you have to be involved in a running game. You have to. Uh, he's too big of a weapon with his legs to not be involved in a running game. And I think whether dictates that too. Uh, Brady's done a great job with, with Josh Allen and his offense incorporating more play action. If you look at the top team in the National Football League, probably Baltimore, I think everybody's going to agree with that. They are over 50% uh, pass run ratio, right? Mm-hmm. That, I mean, run pass ratio. They're over 50%. They're running the ball a lot more than throwing it. Buffalo has climbed into the top six. Mm-hmm. They're running the ball I a lot guessed more. That. I know, you, but that they're, more, game, they're more efficient oh, now. Well, he only completed seven passes. They're in more that efficient game. with yeah, the rushing yeah. game, which therefore uh, involves <laughs> Josh Allen. Josh Allen's <laughs> rushing yards <laughs> prop 39 and a half. I like it yeah. over. Yeah. Aaron Ladd joins us next from Kansas City. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. With Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air-chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's Omaha Steaks Guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash VEASAN, you will get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. It's not even lunchtime. I'm already hungry now. Minimum purchase may apply. This is the Lombardi Line. Hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Mike Palm, Mike Pritchard here hanging out. On a football Friday ahead of Super Wildcard Weekend, we're nice and warm and cozy in the studio. It's not going to be like that out at Arrowhead Stadium tomorrow night. And that's where we get our next guest here, Aaron Ladd, sports anchor over at KSHB in Kansas City. Aaron, have you bundled up? What's the temperature expected to be like in these conditions? And how do you think that's going to play a factor into tomorrow night's game? Appreciate y'all having me on. Uh, I think it's going to be very, very cold to start. We're talking negative degree wind chill, one of the coldest games in NFL history. So I spent the first half of my day today going to all the local ski shops, pro shops, <laughs> secured a ski mask. So I will be shisted up and ready to go uh, for this wild card weekend matchup between the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Aaron, uh, when you look at a Kansas City game plan from Andy Reid, obviously the weather will be a factor in throwing the football. How effective do you think the Chiefs can be running the ball with Pacheco? They were shut out in the second half by Miami in the game in Germany earlier this year. That's going to be the key is, is, is how who responds best to the elements. Both teams have to play in it. And the Chiefs played coy this week saying, you know, we're used to it. They practice outside twice of the three practices that were made available to the media this week. So they've been working this acclimation plan for a little while. And Andy Reid knows better than any coach how to get the most out of his team in this kind of elements. But there's really no way to predict this. This is kind of this is kind of an unforeseen circumstance. Tua Tungvaluwa has never played in elements like this throughout his college career and pro career. Never has Patrick Mahomes, so it's tough to predict how they're going to respond. I think Isaiah Pacheco, just like a lot of the starters for KC, benefited from not having to go in Week 18. They rested a lot of their main guys in that 13 to 12 win over the Chargers. We'll see if he can kind of pop back. Uh, from that mid-season shoulder surgery that he had and be effective against a mismatched Dolphins defense in this one. Yeah, undermanned Dolphins defense too, Aaron. I mean, uh, we're looking at minus four and a half here at home for the Chiefs. uh, I want to know, do the Chiefs have a Matt Nagy problem? Because, you know, Mm. when Eric was there, the creativity with this offense was evident. And I think the players fed off of that. They loved and they had fun with it. Whereas now it's kind of buttoned up. Uh, predictable at times too, and, and tougher actually for uh, I believe Mahomes in that offense. I mean, do they have a Matt Nagy problem from creativity standpoint? Look, I think there's a lot of people who share blame in Kansas City taking a step back, and this is an offense that went from top five to top ten. So there's there there's not this huge overstated drop off that I think we talk about a lot. But Matt Nagy owns a piece of that. I think a new voice in the headset for Mahomes definitely plays a factor in also having new faces in the wide receiver room and a year older Travis Kelsey. Like I, I'm willing to say Matt Nagy shares a part of that. I asked Harrison Bucker which of the eight championship runs for the AFC. West the Chiefs have been going through now was the most <laughs> adversity filled. And he mentioned this year and 2017, ironically, to your point, 
both Matt Nagy offensive coordinator years. I don't know if it's a problem yet, but it's definitely something worth talking about. That's why I asked the question. That's why I asked the question. That is objectively hilarious. We're speaking with Aaron Ladd here at Sports Anchor over at KSHB in Kansas City. Well, we've talked about the coaching, but what about the personnel here? Do the Chiefs have a bigger problem with the pass catchers, or is it the offensive line that's kind of stopping this offense from what we've grown accustomed to seeing over the past uh, about four or five years? Those are the two key offensive units in this one for me because we look at the left tackle position. It was the rookie, Wanye Morris, the last few games for KC. He's in concussion protocol. So you get Donovan Smith back now, who hasn't played since the Packers game on December 3rd and really wasn't super effective when he was in there. So you wonder if there'll be any rust against uh, Miami in this one. And then the pass catchers have been much maligned and other than microscope since training camp, it seems like. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, uh, wasn't really, you know, his warmest self, I guess, in the locker room this week mm. when asked about some of the issues he faced this week. We'll see if somebody can help Rasheed Rice because he's the known commodity to me in the wide receiver room. He's going to give you seven catches for somewhere in the 90, 80, 90 yard range with a lot of yak ability on that. Who's going to be the other guy? Is it going to be McCole Hardman, who got 100% of the snap shares in week 18? Is it going to be Justin Watson, a veteran they trust? Who's going to be the other guy in the wide receiver room that helps them in the wild card round? Aaron, Arrowhead has hosted all these AFC title games. Um, <laughs> but if you win, likely have to go to Buffalo next week. How will this team adjust to have to play it on the road in the playoffs? That's the million-dollar question. <laughs> but don't ask Patrick Mahomes that this week. He's focused on the, 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 the task at hand, the Miami Dolphins. He's not a guy that would overlook an opponent or go outside of what the week that they're preparing for is. But that, that that's definitely going to be the, the bookmark moment. It's a data point that we haven't seen yet in Mahomes' career, which is crazy to say. Like the, the floor for him is losses in the AFC Championship game and not even losses in the AFC Championship game. It's overtime of both of the AFC <laughs> Championship <laughs> game losses when you think about losing to New England and then Cincinnati. Both those games went to OT. Like this is a new point for him to have to go on the road against potentially a hot Buffalo team and another story chapter of that rivalry as well. I think Mahomes would tell you first things first, just stay warm and beat the Dolphins. Aaron, what about the defense uh, here for Kansas City? I mean, maybe uh, when you think about Chris Jones and some other players, this is that last run uh, with this group. Uh, you know, Buffalo's kind of going through that too. It's been an incredible journey uh, for the Chiefs uh, and this crew of players, like any discussion about that defense side of the ball and, and the fact that banding together so we can make this final run and see what we can do this year. So many storylines in this one. And we talk a lot about the Tyree kill trade and his return to Arrowhead mm. for the first time because they matched up earlier this season, but it was in Germany. First game in Frankfurt, he returns. And I think some of the irony in that is KC rebuilt the defense off some of the returns from that trade. Trent McDuffie and some of the young corners and the young defensive backs that are leading KC to the second rank scoring uh, defense in the regular season this year were off the backs of the picks they got for shipping Tyreek and the deal he got from Miami. I think the defense is the known commodity. And I, I've kind of asked defensive players about this. Do they do they do they own the fact that Casey is no longer the high flying can score 30 point plus a game like now it's a Chris Jones, George Karloftis, Nick Bolton led team where uh, Legereus Sneed and those guys are leading Casey. They're still hesitant to say that it's fully defense. The, the numbers say otherwise. I think Miami is going to, they struggled in that first matchup. I think they'll struggle again, especially considering how cold it's going to be. But it's going to be defense first if KC hopes to not just win this game against Miami, but make a run to Vegas. Yeah, we'll see if the Chiefs can control that line of scrimmage and get a little bit of pressure on Tua. Aaron, before we let you go, it's prediction time. What do you think happened in this game? Who wins the game? And then also give us one X factor on the Kansas City offense as well. Well, I can't. I, I, a lot of talk around Kansas City it has just been easy. Like, it's going to be an easy win. This week. Nothing comes easy when it's negative 20 degree wind chill. I like the line. I think Vegas is usually right. I liked KC four, and, and I think it's up at four and a half now. But I, I think Chiefs win close. You can have fun with the numbers on that one. As far as an X factor is concerned, how about Clyde Edwards Alaire, a guy that not many people thought would figure into the running back room. Jarek McKinnon had an offseason or has had a surgery recently that's going to last into the rest of the postseason. He's not returning. So who's going to be the guy that helps Isaiah Pacheco? Maybe Clyde gets a little wiggle in the run game and also the pass game for Casey. One last question, Aaron. You grew up in Atlanta. You're a huge Falcons fan. Were you even alive when Mike Pritchard was catching <laughs> passes from Bobby A. Bear? <laughs> 
I was not, but I'm honored. <laughs> Absolutely honored. Maybe we need you back in the uh, in the front office. That's right. That's right. I'll take that job. <laughs> Maybe Belichick might take the job. Who knows? What's going on with the Atlanta Falcons? He is Aaron Ladder. Check out all his work over at KSHB in Kansas City. Stay warm out there tomorrow night and be well. Appreciate y'all. Thanks, Aaron. Man, those are some tough conditions <laughs> out there. Yeah. Just, just you got to do the leg work. You got to yeah, do the leg do. work on these. <laughs> Were you alive when Pritch was not even alive? Not a very well spoken. Sure. Graduated from Missouri. Right. He's like, like Elliot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very, very well spoken young man. Fifth down game. Yeah. <laughs> no, he definitely wasn't alive for that. Well, not alive, but he heard something about the game, though. Yeah. I'm sure he heard about the field conditions too. Coach Mac. Uh, it does look <laughs> it like it works. I, I, I don't mean to break up roasting hour here, but we do have some breaking news. Uh, it is official. Uh, Washington's Kalen DeBoer now on the cusp of taking the Alabama head coaching job there. So does Washington call Chris Peterson uh, to come back? <laughs> I mean, it's great. Sure, sure. Looking at the tea leaves over the last couple of days, I felt like this is where we were headed with all the coaching candidates kind of pulling their names out: Landing, Sarkeesian, Norvell. DeBoer was sort of last man standing. And yeah. He's going down to Tuscaloosa after two years in Seattle. Ooh. If uh, Harbaugh goes to the NFL, is it uh, Sherrod Moore? Will Michigan promote the, the OC? They've seen yeah. him as a head coach, right? Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, I would think yeah. that. Yeah. That'd, That'd be, be my heavy thing. I love right? you, coach. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he died. Yeah. What we did he was crying at Penn State. It was I unbelievable. Love, <laughs> I love. I love the moment though, where he was thanking God, and then he just dropped. That was awesome. FCC Airwaves, buddy. Yeah. But that is the breaking news, though. As of this moment, Pete Family over at ESPN reporting that just moments ago, Kalen DeBoer headed to be the new head coach at Alabama in Tuscaloosa. We'll react more to that on the other side as well as give our final thoughts on some of these super wildcard weekend games. We're rolling along on the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. VSIN Pro subscriber today and get unlimited access to our VSIN.com slash picks page. I mean, our guy Aaron Ladd in the last segment says he likes Kansas City to go ahead and get a victory coming up on Saturday night, but they're not going to play around with any of the, the spread or anything like that. What are, they, what are these beat reporters are ever going to say? Oh, we're going to get trounced. We're done. We're The Lombardi line will give you 10% off your annual subscription when you use promo code Lombardi. In Aaron's defense, we had him on two years ago, and he was picking against Kansas City when they played Buffalo in the, the eventual 13, the 13 seconds second game. game. He picked Buffalo to win that he game. He was on the right side, actually. I think a lot of people were on the right side on that. So he's not just a, he's not a Homer Hanky over here. Just no, he's from Atlanta. Him. Ain't no Homer. <laughs> <laughs> he loves the Braves, the Falcons, and the Hawks. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Having to miss out on Pritch's great career, though. Wow, well, the they, they remember, though. They still remember. <laughs> they His granddaddy they talked do. to him about Pritch. <laughs> <laughs> wow, granddaddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Lombardi line, a.k.a. a, a roast session here on the DraftKings. Uh, just birthed them young, that's all. That's all. <laughs> exactly. You know, Pritch, we, we remember. That's all that matters here. Mm. Um, but Colorado. We remember Colorado. <laughs> national champion. <laughs> he's a national champion, we, and he's on our show. Uh, the news, though, in college football, speaking of which, is Washington's yeah. Kalen DeBoer on the cusp of joining Alabama as their new head coach there. And Greg Burns, a couple days ago, said that the search was going to be pretty quickly. They're going to try to make a decision in 72 hours. It seems like they have negotiations that are underway. Pete Family of ESPN reporting finality expected soon here as this is a pretty big bump. I mean, a couple years ago, Kalen DeBoer is the head coach of Fresno State and now he's about to be How about he was the division whatever where yeah. he won all his yeah. games. Sioux I mean, Falls, right? NAIA. Yeah. Won three well, the guy wins titles. 85% of his games. That's all he does at every level. Do you agree with the move for him, for DeBoer? If you were DeBoer, would you make this move? It's a really tough spot. Ask Gene Bardo. Went 58-7 yeah. and seven at UCLA. They ran him out of town mm -hmm. following John Wood. It's a lot of resources that you have at Alabama. A lot of resources. And I I, I truly believe that he's a potential like all-time head coach, Kalen DeBoer. Really? Just based on how, I mean, the, the results speak for themselves at every single level. He's been able to win. You go to Washington, took over a team that was four and eight. Two years later, mm. you're in the national title game. Like, I get that Washington is not like a bad, like it's a really good program. It's really good. But still, yeah. I mean, like they were always like kind of hitting their head on the ceiling there. And he broke through that ceiling and had his team there in the national title. Like, I think with the resources that he'll have at Alabama, 
I think he will find a way to be really successful. Now, is that enough for the tie just being successful? Do they need a national title once every three years? But we're, I don't know if he can deliver that. We're not but. talking about coaching acumen here. We're talking about being able to recruit to handle it yeah. uh, and be able to understand what it takes to get those athletes at that program. I mean, Nick Saban, it was the blueprint was everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, Nick Saban would get you to the pros. Nick Saban would get you paid. Mm. Uh, it's no different than Miami back in the day to you. Now, ironically, a name that comes to mind is Dennis Erickson, right? Yeah. From the mountains, Montana area, and then uh, it goes down to uh, Miami, yeah. wins championships, and then parlays that even more. Uh, hell of a coach in college. Hell of a coach in college. And DeBoer kind of reminds me of that. Just understanding what football means in the southeastern part of the country, that is yeah. going to be interesting. Miami is different than Alabama, right? Miami is not the deep south. Um, it, I mean, if you're a baller in Miami, it is, there's no different. There's no difference, in my opinion. You think? No, you think those no. fan base in Miami is the same as the fan base at Auburn, at well, LSU, at, at, at fan Alabama? Fan bases are different. Well, I'm fan just saying, you have to deal with yeah. the boosters. But so in Miami. I mean, Miami, the boosters helped you in Miami. The boosters well, are helping you in Alabama. Hey, boosters Shapiro. Help. Yeah, yeah, Shapiro boosters, helped them a lot. Sure. Boosters are helping uh, <laughs> FSU to violations right now. I see. Uh, so the world's falling down crazy. around the Seminoles. Yeah, but boosters are everywhere. We know that. Friends of the program, however you want to call them. Um, but it, it's more than that. It's it's the board being able to get and get those athletes to understand him, uh, certainly from a recruiting standpoint, but then the message in that locker room as well, though. The X's and O's, that take care of itself. You don't think that I, I, we brought up off here, Harson comparison. Sure. Different. Uh, yeah, different element. But he had never had that sort of success that DeBoer's had, though. Yeah. I mean, like, he had a nice run at Boise yeah. State, but, like, you know, like, like, the guy was in the national title game just five days ago. But that's my point, though. You're recruiting a different player to Boise, Idaho than you are to, to Alabama. To, to I still Auburn. think, and you talk yeah. to Tommy Tuberville and guys like this, faith is a big part of recruiting in the South. When you're talking about athletes in that part of the country. You're talking about mama. You're talking, Saban, not Baptist, but Catholic. Sure. Developed a big Catholic center there right. in Tuscaloosa. Understands the faith language. I just think the Pacific Northwest, you're recruiting differently. Yeah. To I Oregon mean, and Washington yeah. and Boise. Right. You're talking to mama <laughs> big time yeah. uh, in the southeast part of the country. Mama or grandma or whoever, yeah. need, they mm -hmm. need to understand mm -hmm. that this guy, this person is going to take care it's of their, their son. Yeah, absolutely. How many year contract are they going to offer him? Mm. Five, four. Oh, I mean, if he left for a four-year contract, you think he's got I, I think he's got to be minimum five. Yeah, I think minimum. Is he, this, I mean, he had a great job at Washington. You're gonna leave for a four-year contract? Place. But did he hit a ceiling at Washington though? Like this is as good as it's gonna get. I mean, well, I don't know. Going but twelve-team playoff yeah. makes a difference yeah. too. Yeah. Because what look like like next year? You're thinking Big Twelve and ACC, right? They're the four. The four get the get the four seeds, right? I mean, what's the over-under on Big Ten and SEC? Four and a half playoff teams? You're going to have a, a group of five and one from those other conferences, right. likely, right? It's going to be a lot. Unless there's some surprise teams, you're going to get four or five teams from the Big Ten uh, and SEC. More likely SEC, but when you look at the odds to win the national title, yeah. um, it what would suggest four? How, that. How four? How, okay, does the Big Ten go four deep? I mean, I know SEC and Penn State uh, would have been a top top 12 yeah. program. Franklin yeah. in the playoff. Well, <laughs> you think of those go. three, the big three, yeah. the big 10, and now well, you're adding about, Washington well, and Oregon. With the additions, USC, Oregon, USC. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Arizona's yeah. on the rise. Right. Oh, they're going to the, the big, big 12. 12. They're going, they're going to the big 12. 12. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I still think you have Ohio State, you have Michigan that'll still be at the top there. Oregon will be there. Yeah. Washington, depending on who they're able to Oregon's hire. Oregon's going to be in the playoff every year. Right? Exactly. I mean, there'll be one of those they have a lot perennial of teams. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's Anyhow. why that's why Landing stayed. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah. I mean, well, we'll see. Kalen DeBoer, to my point, 104 and 12 as a head coach in his career. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a lot of wins that he's had. Now, granted, five of those years were in NAIA when he was the head coach at Sioux mm -hmm. Falls, but they won three national titles, went nine and three at Fresno State in 2021, and then, of course, in Washington, 25 and three, yeah. losing Monday night. 11 and two that last year, right? Yeah. I mean, 11 were, and two, yeah. 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 They, they beat Texas in the Alamo Bowl, yep. then beat mm -hmm. Texas against this year in the Sugar Bowl. So uh, it was a heck of a run there. <laughs> as a Husky fan, thanks for the two years. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, I guess. Oh, well, but it's, it's a little bit disappointing i think he could have built himself up to being like a husky legend of, yeah. but hey you know when you think he would have don james that's and, what i'm gonna argue okay did, did could DeBoer have superseded don james as some think saban superseded bear 
I don't know if you're the guy's the dog father, Don James. I don't know if you're going to supersede that. He did it that. for a long time. He did it for a long time. A lot time. of different teams. But, and, yeah, and they had some dudes on some, those. They had they some were, dudes on yeah. those teams. Chris Peterson did the same thing, though. Yeah, but they, um, never, but they never won the national title. And, and they, they never and they, and they they got ne- to the playoff, though, right? They didn't get to the playoff. Yeah. And they never, I mean, James would go play Miami and yeah. Miami, Nebraska yeah. and Nebraska. I mean, he went everywhere no. and played everybody. No, James, you know? James recruited me. Uh, oh, he did? Yeah, hell of a coach. You went up to yeah. Seattle on a trip? I canceled that trip. What? Because mm. I was going to Colorado. You already made your decision. Yeah, but they were a part of my top five, though. You would have seen that campus and that. And I, that you I, might I, have, I later saw it when we pretty, beat them down yeah. a couple <laughs> years Yeah, after that. French said, having to just rub it in. That's a beautiful setting for it was great in the continental united states yeah we enjoy putting up a lot of points and watch the boats on the water and everything yeah yeah he said y'all sailing away bye (laughs) sailgating (laughs) that's what they call it sailgating it's beautiful though it really seattle's a clean very a tremendous stadium an awesome place to watch a college football game of course i'm biased but hey it is what it is how's the palouse as as a stadium i mean yeah, you have to travel in that though, but don't don't make the police get mad at me. Okay, okay. all right, we'll, Sorry, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Let's move on. Jerry World, nice, very modern, <laughs> very nice. I, I visited that place; it's very. I incredible. like Texas Stadium. Uh, I still prefer the hole in the roof, the arch, yeah, right? Yeah, right. The, the, the shadow, yeah. get the shadow, so God could look at you his team the, the there. Crown <laughs> field going on. It's like, it what's was going on? Too. Yeah. It was a crown field. First time, first time oh. I've ever ever seen roaches that could fly. <laughs> At that stage, oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm talking about like good sized roaches too, right? I've never seen a roach fly. I'm thinking, is that a like a a beetle like or a, whatever? Yeah. It no, it's a roach flying. How many times did you play them during the early nineties? Cowboys when they, with alive. Jimmy, Jimmy. We How played many times you played Jimmy? Uh, we played them pretty much every year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We beat them down on one Sunday night game. Yeah. I uh, had two touchdowns. Darren Woodson's going to go on Hall of Fame. This was in the Georgia Dome. Uh, this was in the Georgia Dome. Yeah. 93 uh uh and then emmett killed us all the years really yeah uh, but the matchup obviously was prime and, and michael yeah uh, and troy was incredible to watch too so very yeah. accurate very accurate. one of the most accurate oh, passes yeah. of all time yeah. right yeah. Yeah. timing yeah. the timing accuracy. of that offense mm-hmm. everything yeah absolutely the ball was pretty come out of his that hand. offense you go every spot on the offensive line mm-hmm. tight and wide out one wide out yep. two the tailback the fullback i mean mm-hmm. it's everybody yep Played really a simple defense too, but you just couldn't beat it. Yeah, and, yeah, and they and, if they and they could give up twenty seven a game and win too, yep. which they did in those yep. playoff runs. Yep, they did. Green Bay yeah. would come in and score twenty seven. Philadelphia, yeah. but they put up forty on you. Yeah. I mean, yep. It was a, a heck of a run. Now we'll see if they can do something this year. I don't know if it's just no alive for that either. I was alive. All these kids are so young. That kid Aaron, you, you're so still for, in your 20s, aren't so you? So for Femi, for it's unbelievable. I wish I was still in my 20s. Emmett's Steakhouse is coming to Vegas. I don't know if you knew that. Where at? I did not. Where at? It's going to be fashion show. Oh, really? Yeah. I have to check that out. He held out the two games they lost. Remember? Oh, and dude, open the year. Came back and they damn near ran the table. First 0-2 team to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll give our final Super Wild Card weekend thoughts on the other side to wrap up the show. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Vegas only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Vegas. The crown is yours. Boy, a great time to be out here in Vegas with Super Wild Card Weekend upon us tomorrow afternoon. Get those AFC games here. It's going to be a lot of fun here. This is the Lombardi Line. Family of Bebefe, Mike Paul, Mike Pritchard. Wrapping up the show, final segment here, and let's get to Sunday night football, where I'm sure, Mike Palm, that here at Circa and at the D, it's going to be a, a festive atmosphere with the Detroit Lions hosting the Los Angeles Rams. And right now, the Lions, three-point favorites. And there's been a little bit of interest on Detroit here this afternoon. Total sitting at 52, the consensus number. Haven't found a lot of folks who have publicly said that they like the Detroit Lions, but some people are betting them at least. Well, here you'll find it because they're all tied into them, right? And this is more important than Michigan winning the national title is for the Lions to make a playoff run because they've waited so long. Mm-hmm. One win since Bobby Lane, right? They beat Dallas in 93 yeah. in, that, in that playoff game. Then they got crushed by the Redskins in the NFC Championship. Um, two ways to look at the game for me. I haven't made a bet. I don't like that everybody's on the Rams. Um, I look at the similar game at Baltimore. Obviously, the Rams' performance was much better. I respect McVay. Stafford is healthier than I ever thought he'd be the rest of his life. I didn't even know if he'd be able to play all the tools and they're running the football. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I think this crowd atmosphere is going to be wild. Um, and who have the Rams really beaten? What's their, their, their best win is at Seattle week, week one week when they one. crushed Seattle. Seattle had three first downs in the second half in that game. Um, I, I don't know if I'll even have a play on this game. I hope for everybody that I work with that they win, right? It's really important to them. Um, so I probably will lay off the game. If, if you told me I had to make a bet, though, I'd take three in this game. Yeah. I wonder if uh, Donald's going to make a difference in this game because, you know, all season long hasn't really been a factor, it's right? Like the run game. In right. the run game. Because if you make them one-dimensional, right? golf, golf will have a hard time. He will have a yep. definite hard mm-hmm. time. I mean, these two teams are familiar with each other very much. I mean, they had transactions with each other, right? Yeah. And so they know the personnel and all that, the tendencies and everything. Uh, again, it goes back to individual performances. And when it does that, it's like when you had a guy like Aaron Donald who can wreck an offense, mm-hmm. you wonder, will he have a presence in this kind of situation? They didn't expect to be here. Donald was talking about, man, should I retire? All this stuff. Yeah. Now they're in the now they're in the playoffs, and it's like yeah, Stafford going back to Detroit. You got this this premier player, one of the best players to ever played a game, and they find ways to elevate, right? Uh, and can they elevate both sides of the ball? Can Stafford elevate that offense, and can Donald elevate that defense? I mean, if if they can, then obviously this is a tight game. Uh, taking the points so looks like the side here, uh, even entertaining a teaser as well. I think this is going to be a, a great live betting game. I mean, the total is telling you that it's going to be a lot of variance here. There's going to be a lot of scoring involved in this game. There might be opportunities to go ahead and arbitrage a game and get either side at plus money on the money line when this thing plays out here. And it's going to be an emotional game. Talking about Matthew Stafford making the return back to Detroit. He hasn't gone back since he was traded a couple years ago, ended up leading the Rams to the Super Bowl. And obviously Goff and McVay, that whole deal. Pritch. How much do you put into the fact that that familiarity is there with McVay knowing 
every little detail there is to know about Jared Goff. I mean, like he was kind of like a McVay creation, not to throw shade at Jared Goff, but yeah. it's, it's one of those things that McVay felt that he had kind of squeezed all the juice out of the orange and had to move on. Like, do you think that McVay will, I guess, in his knowledge of Goff, give the Rams the upper hand and kind of this familiarity bowl? Yeah, I mean, I think um, if you're Raheem Morris, certainly you're learning, leaning on that information a little bit and how you're going to set your defense against the weaknesses or, or, or the weakness of a Jared Goff and what he's prone to do. Absolutely. I mean, I think tendencies are, are, are huge in this matchup. Uh, and then also individual matchups, right? Uh, without uh, Jamison Williams, I mean, he's, he's going to be going. I mean, he's, he's a speed guy, certainly. Laporta, this guy, the tight end mm-hmm. I'm thinking about here, uh, one of their weapons. Uh, now, he says he's getting better. Mm. Uh, it's a bone bruise and a strained ligament, though. Uh, you can get better, but can you be effective and can you play at the level that you need to from a matchup standpoint? Uh, that's something that the Rams probably they're not going to have to deal with if if he's not full go, if he's not ready to go for 60 minutes. So um, I, I think the tendencies and, and what golf is prone to do plays a big role in this game. Two interesting notes here for me. You know, you might have thought three or four months ago, Ben Johnson would be the hottest name on the market in the uh, NFL. And now you've got Frabel, Belichick, right? and Harbaugh probably yeah. out there. The other thing is people talk about Stafford and the show-me game is Stafford. The show-me game is golf to yeah. the Rams, mm-hmm. not Stafford to it's, the Lions. It's the golf right? Yeah, game. exactly. Yeah. It's, people <laughs> are looking at it from the wrong lens, a lot yeah. of people. It's like the Stafford yeah. reunion mm-hmm. game, but right. it's the golf revenge game. And he's game. so beloved there. Yeah, they love him. They never even criticized. He made some of the worst passes. You know, they gave him a lot of rope. His wife, obviously, overcoming the cancer and mm-hmm. all they're beloved in that city. Uh, it's Goff that's got something to prove here. 100%. And, and for Jared Goff, it's like you wonder what his mindset is at ahead of this yeah. game. Aaron Donald texted him earlier in the week. You wonder if this is kind of like kind of mind <laughs> tricks that he's playing. He said, I'm proud of you, Jared. <laughs> like, <it's>, <laughs> like, we'll, we'll see what he does on Sunday night. But I, I thought that was funny seeing that text message apparently from Aaron Donald to Jared Goff earlier this week. But the spread is three. The total is at 52. Are you following this where they're not letting people in establishments if they're wearing the Stafford 9? Jersey, really? In, in oh. Different places around Detroit, wow. like they don't want that. You, you have to <laughs> have Jamison Williams if you're on the back if you have nine on. I mean, they're that I mean, sensitive. Yeah, it, it, but it's weird it's, though because they, yeah. they were rooting for him during the playoff but not game two years ago. Forget about it now. It's about our Lions, and we don't want to hear about. It's it's funny. The, right. this, mm. Hey, the playoffs makes I people do weird stuff. There's a nice film about that area. It's called Roger and Me. Very well done. Uh, it, it tells you a lot. Other thing you need to know about the state of Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> what about the state of Florida, where the Buccaneers will be hosting the Philadelphia Eagles? No, Duval, Eagles? though. You can't say Duval. Duval's not in the playoffs. I don't know what county du- Tampa's in. <laughs> We've got to look that up. <laughs> the, the Buccaneers <laughs> are home dogs. Uh, Philly's laying three, and this Philadelphia team has been descending since that 10 and one start here, but there's still a field goal favorite on the road in the playoff game, which is giving them a lot of credit totals, 43 and a half. Now that's ticked down a little bit. Yeah. Maybe under with the two quarterbacks yeah. health situation. Yeah. Right. And that was I, think, my angle. I think bowls, if, if you've got an injured hurts, will uh, mm-hmm. they'll make it tough on them. I don't know. We took sharp money on the Eagles. I said, I think it's because Baker's hurt worse. You watch the game, every play of the game yeah. on Sunday, something's wrong there. I can't bet the game though. Maybe I'll play an under just okay. because of that, but yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not laying three with the Eagles, and no. I'm, I'm not laying. Now, we watched this game, remember, in week two? Mm-hmm. This was the Monday night game. It was hot. It was humid. It was, And Philly took a while to recover from that game. Um, but this is the defense has been awful. Philly's tired. Uh, they're tired. They're, they're tired. veteran they're, yeah. and tired. Yeah, the vibes are horrendous. Yeah. Banged up. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it looks bad. Certainly can't lay it with them on the road. Um, but entertain, you can entertain a teaser leg there with, with Tampa. I think Tampa can run the football. I think Bowles can do enough uh, to mess with Jalen uh, at the quarterback position. Uh, A.J. Brown's banged up. Um, yeah, it's just not the same team. I don't think they have confidence in their coordinators either, Patricia or Johnson. Um, Sirianni, maybe he's looking over his shoulder now mm. because he's got a GM with a nickname of Mr. Transaction. There's not a transaction out there that Howie Roseman does not like, right? Uh, and if he can upgrade the head coaching position, who knows? So now you might have a quarterback looking over both shoulders. I mean, a, a head coach. I, I just think Philly's tired. If they win this game uh, and beat down Tampa, I will be surprised, seriously. Uh, but I, I can't lay I can't lay three right now with the Eagles. Could be a nice spot for Dallas if they can win here and the Rams upset. Dallas would get Philly. 
Philly, right? Because yeah. the Rams automatically are going to play San, oh, San Francisco, Francisco unless Dallas were to lose so uh, to the Packers. Who, who is the underdog most likely to win outright this weekend? I asked both of you that question. Mm. The underdog the most, most likely to win, win outright. outright this weekend. Hmm. Pritch, do you have one? Uh, most likely? Yeah. Well, Rams. if you had to predict. Rams. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of where I lean, but I don't want to go Rams. I'll say, I'll say Tampa. I say Houston. You say okay. Houston? And my second choice is Green Bay. Ooh. You think there might be something weird that happens Sunday, huh? Always with Dallas yeah. in the playoffs. Got a weird feeling about this Always. Hmm. They've lost with better teams than this at home in the playoffs. They have. They just That's rookie have. year, I think, is a better team than this. More complete. Think, more complete, more consistent. Yeah, this yeah. is this offense is better. Just because yeah, Dak hot, is better, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But it was more complete that mm-hmm. year. Where, But it was just they had so much inexperience. I mean, you have a rookie quarterback, rookie running back. Mm. but And you had Jason Garrett as a coach, too. But we don't need to get into all that either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the clapper. clapper. He's our guy. <laughs> yeah. um, also, just to update folks, uh, it's Hillsborough County is where Tampa is in. So you can shout that out for all your hits. Before the playoffs start, yes. who beats who in the Super Bowl, Pritch? Oh boy, I had Dallas going to the Super Bowl. I'm stick with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other side with the AFC is difficult. I mean, it's, it's the Ravens, right? I mean, Ravens are looking really good right now. And who wins it? Um, Ravens. Niners over Bills. Niners over Ravens. Yeah, feels like I, I think mm-hmm. he's good. You got Dallas. interesting. You get the Bills here. You get Dallas. I had here. Dallas at the beginning of the year going to the Super Bowl. I, I had Bengals yeah. over Cowboys as my pick. I mean, obviously things went off the rails for the Bengals, but I don't know. They I went to San Francisco when they were healthy and crushed the 49ers in that game. I mean, that that might have been your best team fully healthy. That that Burrow injury yeah. though changes things. And that does it for us here on the Lombardi line for Mike Pritchard, for Mike Palm, for our producer Elliot Bowman. I'm, I'm Femi Ben Facing. So good luck with the bet sharp money's coming up next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.